welcome to Taxed and Wasted by the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. I'm Emilio Garcia and I'm here with Emily Dye, the Policy Director. How are you? Doing well. Yeah, so the first thing I want to talk to you about is the definition of Australian, which seems to be in our name. And yet, for some reason, every single member of this company seems to be uh, American. So. Can you explain that oh. to me a little bit? Because we are the Australian Taxpayers Alliance, right? This is a question I was not expecting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my official answer is a lot of these principles that we fight for at the Australian Taxpayers Alliance are common across Western democ yeah. democracies. Mm. And we do have Australians that work for us, believe That's it or true. not. Yeah. Um, Brian is just shy and not on the podcast today. That's true, uh, yeah. <laughs> we just have moved over here for whatever reasons. Yeah. And love Australia, and yeah. so we're fighting for Australian principles. I do love Australia, and I also like to think that it's just because we're so gosh darn good at our jobs. We're so amazing that, you know, they, they, they changed the rules that a America bit for kicked us. us out. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I haven't been kicked out of America yet, but Trump is in for a second term, and that wall's getting built. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> on a more yeah. serious topic, um, since we're talking about terrible things, uh, the ABC, in, during a pandemic, people are. Uh, Losing their jobs, businesses are going bankrupt, you know, in one state more than in others. Uh, not a good time economically. Mm -hmm. But the staff at the ABC seems to think that they're just like so important and so above everyone else that they're just going to go ahead and take the pay rise. Everyone, you know, the government, the official uh, wings of the government are actually taking a pay cut. Uh, they're not, well, they're not taking a pay cut, but they're delaying pay rises. Um, ABC? No. They want their pay rise. What do of you course think? they do. I mean, I honestly don't blame the ABC at all um, mm. for this. Uh, if someone said, do you want a pay rise? I would say yes, every yeah. single time. Um, right. They're just being basic capitalists. They would mm. like a pay rise. However, I think there is a responsibility on the part of the people that are paying them to say, no, yeah. uh, taxpayers cannot afford this right now. Mm. Um, I really do appreciate that public sector workers have had a decrease in their salary mm. increase um, to 0.3%, which... Mm. It's still a salary increase um, for the public sector, which is hardly fair considering that private sector workers are losing mm. their jobs, yes, having correct. pay decreases, but mm -hmm. public sector unions are getting out there and being like, oh, but our poor workers. Like, but they're workers still. They still uh, have jobs, <laughs> so they can't a, be complaining. Yeah, which is a big difference from the general population. Not to mention The people that are actually taking money out of their pockets in order to fund these people's salaries, they're the ones that are out of work. And, but I agree with you, basically. You are a basic capitalist and you say, hey, do you want money? Do you want a, a, a pay rise during a recession? I think and so you'd have to be crazy to say no. But the, the good question is, why the hell are they given the option to, to raise their own salary? I don't know if the ABC would have enough money to raise their own salary if it weren't for the $1 billion that we, the people, give them to, uh, you know, be objective reporters and you yeah. know, really only promote objective uh, news and reporting. Yeah, I think the question is the budgeting. It's not the fact that a mm. reporter wants more money. Every hum Most humans that I've encountered want more money at any yeah. given point in time. Um, I'd like more money. Yes, it exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to blame them. I also think it's worth noting mm. that uh, cost of living is... As a result of the recession, um, you don't really need. Uh, yes, you need the pay rise. Everybody wants a pay rise, mm. but you don't need a pay rise in the same Correct. way as you do in a booming economy. So you've got inflation, a booming economy. You've got um, the value of money is decreasing. Yeah. Now we've got less money. Um, mm -hmm. So um, we've actually got a, like the value of money is increasing, not decreasing. Right. It would be so it's more affordable to live. So basically. it's more affordable to live. Basically, yeah. the simplified version of this is. Yeah. 
many people have experienced their rents have gone down substantially. Yeah. Um, a lot okay. of people have uh, been able to move to nicer apartments because mm-hmm. they didn't have a problem. Like who? Like, I think, <laughs> like me. <Yeah. laughs> no, a lot of people have been able to shift around because they can mm. get like a nicer apartment for the same price. Mm. Um, and people that have lost their jobs have been forced to have, we're forced to move to less quality yeah. apartments, but uh, those quality those apartments are cheaper than they would be otherwise as a result of yeah. COVID, which sucks to be a landlord right now. Yes. Uh, but uh, housing prices have decreased, and mm. a lot of other prices I think are also decreasing. Um, that's just the most obvious one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but talking about you know a lot of people who the, the people who are suffering, the people who maybe aren't as fortunate as you and I uh, to you know still be employed, or the people at the ABC you know with their billion dollar subsidy. Um, they could use some help. And what one person is proposing, and I think it's a very good idea, and the reason I think it's a good idea is because you've explained it to me, uh, retrospective tax cuts. What's all that about? What's a retrospective tax cut? Well, retrospective just means it applies to the past. Mm-hmm. So it would be a tax cut for the last fiscal year, not just uh, going forward. Which So means, 2019. Yeah, the 2019-2020 fiscal year. Mm. So then you get this big chunk of money in your tax refund immediately. Right. And I think this is what we should have done in the first place. I mm. think um, before um, the end of the fiscal year, we should, been, we should have had a tax cut for that year. Right. Um, this would help particularly people that are contractors, sole yep. traders, mm-hmm. that have to then pay out their taxes right. um, as opposed to getting a tax refund. Mm. Um, they would then be able to keep that money, use it immediately. It would be beneficial. They can dip into that stuff, that savings that they've saved for their tax bill yeah. and then just use it. And I think it also would very much help the workers when they get that big chunk of money. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a cash handout in a sense, yeah. but it's a cash handout of your own money. Of your own money, right. Money that the government shouldn't have <laughs> had in the first place in a fair world. I think it's a great idea. So the basic premise here is you get a tax cut for the taxes you already paid. Mm-hmm. You paid too much in the past. We're going to give you that yeah. part. And I think it ends up working yeah. out better. And I know this sounds like I'm favoring the rich, but if mm. you have... So say you have a higher rent, you've had a great job, things have been going well for you, mm. and then COVID happened. And you've got three kids and yeah. a house and a mortgage that you're paying off or whatnot. Mm. COVID hits, you lost your job, and you've got a really big bill. Yeah. You, you're like trying, yeah, yeah. you've got like a lot of expenses that you mm. wouldn't otherwise, you're not used to living frugally. Yep. I think having that tax cut would mean you would obviously get a larger tax cut because you had a larger income, mm-hmm. which then would keep you... A less but stable rate um, if you're middle class or upper middle class. Yeah. Um, while the same tax cut, we may need to cut this whole section out, <laughs> but while the same tax cut wouldn't, um, or the same tax payout wouldn't be as beneficial okay. to a wealthy per- person, like it's not enough to cover their basic expenses. Yeah. Because they have all of these expensive health, have all these debts, this leveraging. Yeah, when you have a lot of money, you kind of just increase the quality of your life substantially. And then when something happens to your source of income, it can actually be more of an impact than if you kind of have a less uh, expensive way of life. You can kind of uh, save and grab from here and there to to make up for it. Now, here's my question. I do like this. Now, we are the Australian Taxpayers Alliance, so we want as few taxes as as is possible and feasible. How is it feasible if Scott Morrison is pushing for a seven billion uh, dollar digital fast track, uh, fast track push, which I think it means they're going to put seven billion dollars of government money into a new program to help accelerate uh, 
the internet or 5G. technology. 5G, uh, yeah, <laughs> which gives you cancer and, uh, yes. and lets uh, the globalists take over your brain or something like that, I'm sure. Like I heard it on the internet. Now he says, yeah, so I know it's true because I saw it on the internet. Yes. On a blog. So it's true. It's true. Mm. Oh, I don't think this is a good idea at all. Um, I yeah. think that there's a much cheaper way of fast-tracking this, these things, and that's called regulation cuts. Mm. Uh, by cutting regulations, then we can make it easier for businesses to innovate. Yes. Uh, right now, there are a bunch of hoops that businesses and entrepreneurs and innovators have to jump through before they can create something new, before they can get the government approval to do something. Yeah. So cut that, and the private sector will do it for you. That's actually a problem that Australia has. It's actually pretty significant is that, I mean, if you want to go through the through the process of even doing a basic business, opening a basic business like a coffee shop, mm-hmm. the amount of paperwork, the amount of regulations that you have to adhere to for a relatively simple business is mind-boggling. Yeah. So someone that actually wants to invest in faster internet, someone that wants to do complex R&D, can you imagine what they're going through? And how yep. disincentivized they are to do, undergo that research and development here in Australia. Oh yeah, there's a lot of yep. stupid regulations around it. Mm. Though the IT industry has been quite lucky uh, because oh. turns out that politicians don't quite understand IT. I mean, <laughs> policy minds versus the IT minds. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of confusion there, and they've been a lot of delays in the regulation of that because they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so I think that industry's gotten somewhat lucky. Somewhat lucky, yeah. But I mean, I'm sure there's going to be like a government That's... inquiry into how to open this uh, JPEG. Yeah. That said, when they do... <laughs> how to download the PDF. <laughs> yeah, when they do it, do those, they do send out regulations, they end up being pretty shoddy and not great because... Yeah. Oh, they're super heavy-handed. I mean, we have now, the government basically, some years ago, gave itself a right to our information, to our encrypted data, and gave itself the right to put people in jail if they don't secretly give the government backdoor access to their company's information without telling the company's owner, which yeah, is, as I mean, uh, you wouldn't, that's more of a regulation that you think is like commonplace in a country like China, maybe China. Um, but we are going to talk about something good that Morrison wants to do, which is he's basically pleading to end the lockdowns in Australia's hotspot. What's the hotspot? Uh, uh, Victoria. Yeah, the place run by the... Um, yeah. I think we need to define the word hotspot. Mm. Um, I think we've had 18 new cases today. Oh, egregious. Shut it all down. Egregious. I think... Shut it all down. <laughs> I think we're going to be all right, guys. Yeah. Um, I don't think that we can call that a hotspot. Well, I think it's... Uh, the, the, we've talked about this a million times, but the logic behind shutting down Victoria because they were, like, I don't know, 300 and 400 cases, and so, like, shut everyone down, destroy all, <clears throat> excuse me, destroy all the businesses and such... It didn't really make a lot of sense, did it? Because if you want to get down in absolute numbers because the numbers make you look bad, sure. But was Victoria at any point recently in danger of overwhelming their healthcare system? In other words, were they in danger of causing a bunch of needless deaths? Yeah, no, they really weren't. Um, I think yeah. at some point there was this shift in thinking um, among policymakers from yeah. flattening the curve. Remember at the beginning when mm, back in March, fifteen and, days. <laughs> I know we're gonna flatten the curve. We're gonna get down. We're not gonna overwhelm the hospital system. Yeah. that's why we're doing these lockdowns. And suddenly it became eliminating coronavirus. Impossible. Which it doesn't make yeah. sense. Um, if it, it's, it, it doesn't yeah. make sense. We want more of a population to get inoculated to this virus. Mm. And there's two ways of doing that. Mm. And one way is having more of a population get the virus. People and like you and I who are low risk exactly. will probably get the sniffles and be right back on the street healthy as ever. And the other way yeah. is for vaccines. Um, mm. We don't have a vaccine yet. Um, 
I think that it would be wise to actually have a higher rate of COVID spread. Um, but that is a very controversial thing to say. Yeah. Among populations that are not at risk. Sure. And I think you could have it be a you volunteer or you. It is a yeah. vaccine. That is what a vaccine is. That's you yeah. get a lower version of the virus mm -hmm. that will not kill you. Correct. And then you're inoculated from it. And then you're not a risk for the rest of the population. Yeah. So I don't know why we made this transition to elimination because elimination, if you manage to keep it at such a low number, mm. we never will get herd immunity. And no. we end up in this situation where um, we are always at risk of another lockdown, always at risk of another uh, another breakout no. that could kill thousands. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the government has probably just uh, enjoyed the new power push that they've had. You know, one, one uh, premier is probably the best example, but we won't name uh, Dan Andrews. Uh, uh, so... We're just going to leave it there because we're a little bit over time. The dictator Dan. Dictator Dan uh, Andrews. <laughs> well, we're going to leave it there. Uh, please, Dan, don't send your uh, police force to arrest us. We're in New South Wales, so I think we're safe. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't subscribed already to the podcast, please do so on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, really wherever you get your podcast. You can also get the video version of the podcast on YouTube or on Facebook. And if you haven't become a member already, please consider becoming a member by going to taxpayers.org.au forward slash members. You get a bunch of great little perks. Uh, this has been Taxed and Wasted by the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. We'll see you next time. Emily, thank yeah. you.